Stay tuned for the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. Welcome back to the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for Patriots. This is the Casey Commentary, the Ring of Truth. Just this week, we watched as Merrick Garland and the big guns at the Department of Injustice held a press conference. Out they came, the Attorney General, uh, the corrupt director of the FBI, Chris Wray, uh, the Obama hack, uh, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, uh, the Director of National Security Division of DOJ, Matt Olson, and all the big guns to announce that the uh, Justice Department of the D.C. Kangaroo Court had come back with guilty verdicts in Four out of the five Proud Boys charged with seditious conspiracy, which is an absolutely ridiculous charge. Uh, anything brought against the Proud Boys, whether you want to argue it was um, ill intent or whether it was just a wrong place at the wrong time, uh, the Proud Boys were not armed. They did not storm the Capitol in an attempt at an insurrection, and there was no coup attempt on their part. In fact, some of them had stopped on the way to the Capitol that day on J6 to grab a bite to eat. Some insurrection, isn't it? But that doesn't matter in a um, city that 90% of the people voted for Joe Biden. Uh, That has tainted and poisoned the jury pool, much like the one in Manhattan, uh, where Donald Trump is trying to desperately get that case uh, moved out of Manhattan into a federal court. But one thing they do know, and this is how they throw things and they set up things in Washington. Uh, And in criminal trial, uh, they want to make sure that they get it in D.C., not a change of venue. They want that 90% Biden Democrat progressive voter on the jury panel. That's why in many cases in civil penalties, uh, civil trials, uh, they will, uh, they'll move it out in the, uh, in the other direction. But uh, let's focus, if you will, on the events of J6 once again. And uh, all of this is noise, all of these trials. And it's horrific for the people that have sat uh, in, uh, in the American Gulag, the D.C. Gitmo, without trial dates, uh, without bail, for two years, uh, many of which have uh, been just forgotten uh, by most in Congress, which is unconscionable. This is unconstitutional. It is un american and it should not stand and hopefully when donald trump is re-elected as the 47th president of the united states he will get to the bottom of this but out come the big guns uh to make uh, hold their press conference and the make no mistake about it the message here is don't you dare think about protesting your government or standing up to your government or standing up to the authority that we represent here because we will make your life miserable and they've had uh done that exactly don't forget the proud boy members uh, now face up to 20 years in prison after the fbi planted evidence in their chat room after the fbi planted evidence uh in a uh, an infiltrator uh, in uh, in the Proud Boys, and also planted uh, somebody on the defense team. I mean, this is just absurd. It is just ridiculous uh, that uh, what we've seen now. This is not justice. This is not the constitutional uh, order that we should have in our country. And, and make no mistake about it, the real uh, person they're after here in these Proud Boys trials 
is Donald Trump. They repeatedly referred to him uh, during the prosecution when he once uh, said during the debate with Joe Biden, uh, the Proud Boys came up during the debate as a topic. And uh, and Trump, I don't even know if he knew who the Proud Boys uh, were. He said to stand down and stand by. That was repeatedly uh, shown to, to the jury. And here's Andrew Weissman, uh, the pit bull uh, prosecutor of Robert Mueller, who tweeted this out right after the bur- verdict. Proud Boys verdict, huge win for the government and our democracy. Domestic terrorism group unleashed by the former president held to account. Makes chairing the leader, or charging rather, makes charging the leader of the seditious conspiracy one Donald J. Trump imperative. So there's the true goal. It's always been the goal uh, since uh, he announced there was going to be uh, a... um a big rally uh, to question uh, the results of the election, which was rigged, which was stolen. And that gets us to the signal and noise, the ring of truth here. Uh, Again, remember, the ring of truth and the question that needs to be asked, why weren't the uh, election certification on January 6th delayed? What happened that day? Why weren't they delayed after all of the allegations of uh, voting irregularities, voter fraud, election fraud, when rules were changed unconstitutionally by secretaries of state, uh, by governors, uh, and by judges. The judges can't uh, change the rules of elections. Only state legislatures may do that under the Constitution. And that law was ignored. So we have all of this set up. They knew they were going to steal or rig the election using the mail-in ballot process. Never let a good crisis go to waste in the form of COVID-19. So the Democrats knew that they were going to uh, get Donald Trump out. The, the challenge was, how do we do it, pull it off, and then cover it up without any challenges? And therein lies the question. Um, Edith Wharton said in 1908, quote, I am too well accustomed to the taking of evidence not to detect the ring of truth, uh, end of quote. So so the, the big question that we have was Mike Pence, the vice president, was he right when he said that he didn't have the constitutional authority to delay the certification of the election? And after much research, I, I hate to report that he probably was, but there's a reason for that. And let's look at the reasons why that that happened. Uh, again, I think that uh, most, if not all, a large number of people are totally missing what happened and why this happened on J6. And let's see if we can lay it all out uh, for you here in the next few minutes. For instance, how do you prevent Congress from delaying the certification of state electoral votes? Well, it would require a crisis. And that's exactly what happened. A crisis that was manufactured. A crisis that created a quote-unquote an emergency that would then invoke special house rules. Now remember carefully, just moments, literally three minutes before two representatives issued a vote for motions to suspend the certification, the House members were informed by Capitol Police and other agents that a protest was about to breach the chambers. It was at that time the key people, Pence, Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell, can be seen walking out and escorted from the chamber. This effectively halted the entire chamber of process. Next question. Why was it necessary to halt the chamber process? Well, the crisis was created to eliminate the motion challenges, to halt the certification, and to begin voting to look into voting regularities and fraud. So the two motions that were going to be filed on the floor were completely legal and constitutional under at least two constitutionally recognized procedures. 
Procedures that would require the House to pause the certification and then vote to determine whether the motions of suspend could move forward. Question three, what was so important to refuse this motion and the subsequent votes to suspend the electoral certification? Well, the answer is it was important to remove that process entirely and continue the fraud and certify that fraud with no detractors on record. This effectively gives no standing for a Supreme Court ruling appeal. Understand this. If those two motions, even just one, had successfully been voted, even if the motions were denied in vote, this gives those who presented them with standing for a constitutional legal argument before the Supreme Court. So the motions could never be floored or filed officially. And that was the intent of the Fedsurrection. Go back and look why Pelosi and why the, F- the Capitol Police weren't informed. The FBI knew there were uh, could be problems that day. Capitol Police were never uh, uh, um, informed properly. Uh, Pelosi refused the troops that Donald Trump had offered up to 20000 to protect uh, the MAGA uh, protesters that day. All of these things now, all of these dominoes falling into place. Question four. Could this have been done some other way other than creating a crisis or a protest? And the answer is unlikely. In order to prevent those two motions, it requires the Speaker of the House, minority leaders, and the President of the Congress, who was Vice President Pence at the time, to not be present in the chambers. Once the Capitol Police and other law enforcement agents inform the Speaker and these three other individuals, Pelosi unilaterally under House emergency rules, suspended the business of Congress. The protest was necessary. The crisis was created because there's no other way to suspend the business of certification unilaterally. By creating a crisis, invoking emergency procedures, no other circumstances other than war or mass simultaneous explosive diarrhea can create such unilateral speaker-delivered suspension of the certification. Question five, why did the motions, once the Speaker reconvened Congress, move forward back again uh, to the floor for votes? Why were members disallowed to even consider putting forward any motions to the floor, even when the chamber business was reopened? Because the Speaker initiated the new sessions under special emergency rules. These rules abandoned and make it clear that the only purpose of the new session was to expedite the certification and dismiss all prior regular session procedural rules. This is why those two motions to table votes to consider a debate and pause the certifications of state vote electors never happened later that night when the House business was reconvened. And finally, other than the new rules, emergency rules, what other peculiar things occurred when the Speaker reconvened? Well, members were allowed to vote in proxy, remotely, not being present. You can use your imagination about what conditions were placed on all members during this time to prevent anyone from getting out of line. And also, it was at this new session that Vice President Pence, President of Congress, would also have no ability to even consider pausing the electoral certification because there were no motions of disagreements on the matter. So, technically... Technically, Pence would be correct that he had no constitutional authority to address any issues of fraud 
or doubts about electoral irregularities. But this completely dismisses the fact that Congress created rules in this crisis emergency that never, never allowed them to be brought to the floor. So understand what happened now on J6 2021. Don't get up on all the other stuff, the Q shaman, the uh, stolen Pelosi computers, the, uh, the the podium heists, the complicit Capitol Police. Uh, although, you know, for the four Americans that did die that day, Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan, Kevin Greeson, and Benjamin Phillips, there should be justice for those deaths. Understand the process and what happened and what was not allowed to happen. This was a coup. It was very organized and carefully planned coup. Vice President Pence, without a doubt, as well as most members of the House, were quite aware of how the certification was going to be managed. It would require new rules to prevent the debate clause from occurring, new rules that only an emergency crisis could create, so they created an emergency. And look, uh, we all understand, as our good friends over at Sundance at the Conservative Treehouse and others uh, have uh, pointed out, there's great interest in debunking this J6 event. We, we get that. I think it's important, though, uh, to dissect and examine the events of this day. But please step back, understand why these things happened, examine the chain of events in Congress. Why would these two motions would have at least paused the certification that would give Pence the constitutionally recognized power to move to suspend the electoral certification and then examine the irregularities and claims of fraud. At the very center of this coup stands Mike Pence, the same individual who also spoiled President Trump's first opportunities in the early hours of his presidency just four years prior when he created and facilitated the removal of General Flynn. We'll get to that maybe on another day. He also was supposed to be looking into election irregularities, and Pence uh, soiled himself on that as well. So Pence was technically correct that he did not have the constitutional authority, but he's one of the culprits, one of the culprits that was responsible uh, for not uh, delaying uh, or pausing the certification and looking into exactly what irregularities, what uh, what laws were broken, and how this election was truly rigged and stolen from the rightful president of the United States, and that would have been President Donald J. Trump. Keep that in mind as we go forward in the next commentary. We'll take a look at how we can uh, perhaps fix the problems that happened on 3 November 2020 and uh, once again remain a free and lawful nation. And that is the Casey Commentary, A Ring of Truth. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Thanks again for joining us uh, for this commentary, and I would uh, urge you to go out and do a little bit of a investigation, research on your own and what we just presented, and I think you should share with uh, your friends, your family, your colleagues, and like-minded patriots. We are back on uh, full episodes Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, and we'll see you Monday. Until then, have a great weekend, and stay free. Amen.